Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, July 13th. Praying all the Psalms. Today's scripture reading is found in Psalm 147 from the Message Translation, which reads, Hallelujah! It is a good thing to sing praise to our God. Praise is beautiful. Praise is fitting. God's the one who rebuilds Jerusalem, who regathers Israel's scattered exiles. He heals the heartbroken and bandages their wounds. He counts the stars and assigns each a name. Our Lord is great, with limitless strength, will never comprehend what he knows and does. God puts the fallen on their feet again and pushes the wicked into the ditch. Sing to God a thanksgiving hymn. Play music on your instruments to God who fills the sky with clouds, preparing rain for the earth, and then turning the mountains green with grass, feeding both cattle and crows. He's not impressed with horsepower. The size of our muscles mean little to him. Those who fear God get God's attention. They can depend on his strength. Jerusalem, worship God. Zion, praise your God. He made your city secure. He blessed your children among you. He keeps the peace at your borders. He puts the best bread on your tables. He launches his promises earthward. How swift and sure they come. He spreads snow like a white fleece. He scatters frost like ashes. He broadcasts hail like birdseed. Who can survive his winter? Then he gives the command, and it all melts. He breathes on winter. Suddenly, it's spring. He speaks the same way to Jacob, speaks words that work to Israel. He never did this to the other nations. They never heard such commands. Hallelujah. This is God's word. Nothing fancy, just do it. Open your Bible to the Psalms. Pray them sequentially, regularly, faithfully across a lifetime. This is the simple counsel of Eugene Peterson on what to do with the Psalms, which we would do well to heed and pursue, particularly the challenge to pray the Psalms sequentially rather than selectively. We tend to do the latter, Our default is to be selective with the Psalms rather than to read and pray all the Psalms, sequentially and comprehensively. In another relatively brief book on the Psalms that I heartily recommend, Walter Brueggemann writes this in his The Message of the Psalms. There is a long, faithful history of Psalms interpretation in the service of the Gospel that has been undisturbed. Today, this understanding is embodied in personal piety that focuses on a few well-known and well-beloved psalms, especially 23, 46, and 121. Such popular piety tends to be highly selective in the psalms used and frequently quite romantic in its understanding of them, so that the psalms serve to assure, affirm, and strengthen faithful people. The selective and romantic tendency is reinforced by much liturgical practice in the church, which makes use only of positive and nice psalms that support the polite hermeneutic of the church. 
Even some Roman Catholic books, which are the most inclusive, omit Psalm 109 as too much for the worship life of the church. The following discussion is quite critical of such selectivity. My argument will be that to fully value any psalm, it must be used in the context of all of them. The more narrow the selection, the more harsh should be our criticism, for every such deletion tends to block out some dimension of Israel's life with God. The result of such selectivity is that the range of interaction between God and Israel is seriously and cripplingly reduced. So Brueggemann's plea is simple. Read all the Psalms. Anchor into each Psalm in the light or darker hues of all the others. For the Psalms are an anatomy of the soul, fully articulating every facet of the cost and joy of life with God. Read all the Psalms. Brueggemann then goes on in the heart of his book to define three broad movements of the Psalms. In fact, three broad movements of all of life that he labels orientation, disorientation, and reorientation. There may be five books within the Psalms moving in a rather orderly procession, but these three broad movements are woven throughout each of those books. Human life consists in satisfied seasons of well-being that evoke gratitude for the constancy and security of blessing. And so there are psalms of orientation that articulate the joy, delight, goodness, coherence, and reliability of God, His creation, and His covenant. Life is good, and these psalms celebrate that. Human life consists in anguish seasons of hurt, alienation, suffering, and death that evoke rage, resentment, self-pity, and hatred. And so there are psalms of disorientation that match the season with its ragged, painful disarray. Abrasive seasons demand some abrasive praying. Psalms provide the words to help bear us through these times too. Human life consists in turns of surprise, when we are overwhelmed with the new gifts of God, when joy breaks through the despair. And so there are psalms of reorientation, which speak boldly about a new gift of God, a fresh intrusion that makes all things new. Which is why we need all the psalms. We don't live selectively. We can't pray selectively either. At least not well. At least not in life-giving and soul-sustaining ways. If all we know are the happy songs of orientation, or even the joyous songs celebrating a glorious and unexpected reorientation, we will be ill-equipped to square off with the debilitating seasons of disorientation, confusion, and loss. We need all the Psalms. So once again, open your Bible to the Psalms, all of them, and pray them sequentially, regularly, faithfully across a lifetime. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, how selective does your reading of the Psalms tend to be? Which nice Psalms do you tend to repeatedly gravitate towards? Which more uncomfortable and uncouth Psalms do you tend to avoid? Which more uncomfortable and uncouth Psalms do you tend to avoid? Why? 
Lord, let me not be a stranger to this toolbox you have so carefully crafted and assembled for us to prayerfully employ in this profound and challenging work of being human. Teach me the rhythm of the Psalms. Help me to hear their cadence, to move to their beat, whether of praise or lament, whether of confidence or contrition or confusion. Take words and bring them with you, says the prophet of old. Show me how best to access and deploy these words as I approach you, as I face life, as I encounter a humanity so much like sheep without a shepherd. School me in the Psalms, Lord, for your mercies.